Um, can we, are we able to just rattle through like eight of these games? Because I'm not going to lie, looking through the, the list of games that are taking place this weekend, I don't think I give a shit about most of them. Is it a lot? Does it look like a lot of filler to you? There is a lot of filler in there, like Lions Washington, for example. Sheesh. Oh no, Lions Washington's a cracker. Oh, it's not. I'd like to make it clear that I am picking the Vikings, but I'm not happy about it. Well, I'm, now you've made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I need to. I need to get my pod set up ready. Yeah, I'm just going to go through my winning teams quickly as well. So okay. Just give me one second. That's fine. Sam's, Tom, have you seen that Sam's picked the Bengals? Uh, I can see it, you know, after after we saw with the trap game. I did say that that Bengals game was going to be the trap game, but Cowboys ended up being one prior. Although I was thinking maybe going Bengals, but... Uh, Usually when a team posts on social media a, pic- a video or a picture of them like stamping on or spitting on or wiping something with a terrible towel, they then get obliterated. So you usually... I would love for them to win so that the Bengals' social media team can be vindicated. Yeah, but... I think if we were talking about like a vindicated social media team when it comes to like posting terrible towel videos, we we're on sort of zero for ninety four at this point. Mm. I mean, yeah, I could, I could if if people were using I don't know like a terrible t shirt to wipe up spills, I'd be like, that's that's disrespectful, but it's functionally a towel. Yeah, but that's like, very true. The point is, is that it's 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 like a symbol, so. Look, all I'm just saying is is you can't deny that there is a curse on it. And the curse is that if you disrespect the towel, you get your ass beat by the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's just how it goes. Who was it who came up with the terrible towel? It was uh, Myron Cope, who was the Steelers' like all-time commentator back in the in the Steel Curtain era. Um, and he had a son with autism and he was like, people bring like yellow cloths to the game. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create like a marketable thing and then all of the proceeds go to, uh, autism charities. So that is, I... that is the story of the terrible towel. I love the story. It's very heartwarming. God rest his soul. He's, I think. He might still be a. Oh wait, no. He he passed away. I think in like two thousand four. Mm. Um, I'd like to salute his memory and make the point that it's a terrible, terrible thing for a team to have. I'd say that probably having Daniel Jones as your quarterback is even worse. Ooh, <laughs> what you you, can, you come for the towel, you get your ass bit. Let's get into some games. <laughs> you get your ass bit. Yeah. Can we just get, can we get on with it? Because I don't want I don't want to have to sit through fucking nine hours of content. Can we get on with it? Me, Tom Chapel. Excellent. Lovely. Okay, just as long as you totally agree with us that it shouldn't be called a terrible towel, it should be called a torrible towel, because I guarantee that Yinzers are calling it torrible. I mean, that is pretty much what it is, but you know what they're trying to say. They're trying to say terrible. Terrible. Terrible Terrible. towel. Why is it terrible? I don't, I, I genuinely, I don't know. We're looking far too far into this. I'm not like the Pittsburgh Steelers Oracle. I just know things about them and I am a fan. Yeah. Literally, like, the only reason why I know so much is because I fucking listened on the stadium tour. Like, that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I I really had my ears open during the Borussia Dortmund Stadium tour that I did a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. You you sort of 
there's no point in going on a stadium tour unless you're going to listen to what they say. Otherwise, what are you doing? Just looking around like toilets. <laughs> and this is the presidential bathroom where Dan Rooney takes his shit. We didn't get to see that now. Um, please. <laughs> Hugh Jackson bathroom. <laughs> Everywhere that Hugh Jackson goes to the bathroom. <laughs> More systems. Right, okay. Yeah, let's riffle through some of these games. Actually, we should, we should Shall start we... with Colts Titans, to be fair. Um, the Titans special teams unit fucked them in the arse, and the Titans are regressing a little bit into the 9 and 7. Where's Derrick Henry gone? I mean, he's sort of saved his... He he sort of, like, you know how he goes on a second half of the year? Yeah. Rage tour. He's sort of done that the first half and then might just fade now. Yeah. Which is, I think, if you're a Titans fan, you'd rather... Well, who the fuck's a Titans fan? Um, but if you happen to be, hypothetically, um, you'd be sort of a little bit disappointed that Derek Henry got his god mode out of the way through seven weeks. Let's just say yeah, he's not been the same yeah. since Big Bobby Spillane tackled him, that's for sure. <laughs> look, look, look. I, that was a joke. I don't seriously believe this. Colts are boring. <laughs> the Colts are very, very boring. Um, boring but capable. Yes. Uh, yeah. Phil Rivers passed Dan Marino for fifth all-time in... Passing yards, I think it was it was passing yards, wasn't it? Yeah, they both didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, although Dan Marino is still one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Phil Rivers is a man with nine children. Yeah, Dan That's Marino is a man that I can respect. If only, Dan, if only my, it was laces out. My respect for Dan Marino sort of. Um, it waned a little bit when I watched um, Ace Ventura back and realised it has like not aged well. Like it's suddenly not twentieth, twenty first century appropriate. I don't know whether or not we like can hold Dan Marino appro- Like, can we hold Dan Marino to that in any way, shape, or no. form? He I don't think pay- so. He received a paycheck think- for it, but like, th- it was a sign of the you times. Have to judge it of its time to he a degree. Was by a transgender person. That was the yes. plot. You, Ed, I don't know how you have the nerve to talk about like things not aging well, but we have to talk about it every time because Friends hasn't aged well, and you fucking love that shit. I do, but I haven't brought up Friends. No, but I know, but you're but saying you like the nineties yeah. is aged different to <laughs> two thousand and twenty. We've moved on <laughs> as a as a thing, but if you're gonna bring up how like shit Dan Marino is now because of what he did in the 90s. Oh no, he's a good quarterback. Look, luckily for you, I don't I don't sort of rate quarterbacks on their extramarital sort of um, <clears throat> extra <laughs> extramarital <laughs> off the field play, let's has, has Dan Marino off done anything play. extramarital? Well, I, saw, I was using extramarital in the sense of you know... It, He's married to his career type thing, so it's things that he's done outside of his footballing career. Mm, okay, outside of his career or outside of consent. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything else to say on Colts Titans before we move on? Jonathan Taylor uh, fantasy owners are in the mud, like Pete Sutcliffe. <laughs> Naeem Hines had a great game. Naeem Hines has consistently had great games for the past. Yeah. Sort of- Two weeks. weeks. Yeah, he's not the kind of guy. Who can, I mean, I he he seems to be the sort of player who comes in and like scores a touchdown on a drive, and then like you don't hear from him for two drives because he's got the oxygen mask on on the side, and then he comes back in and plays well in a bit. He's yeah. certainly not an every down back. I think the thing to look at it is that if you are a fantasy player, do not look at any Colts running back as a viable option because Jonathan Taylor is pretty garbage. Uh, Naeem Hines will no doubt only get like four snaps on the field next week um, and uh, what even is the first name of Wilkins because he was that inconsequential today Jordan Wilkins Jordan Wilkins eh. another thing that I do want to mention just quickly before we move off of this game and into everything else that might be slightly more interesting is uh, 
the 17-yard shanked punt. Now, I'm a man who enjoys my punting, but when back-to-back punts, one of them goes 17 yards and sets up a touchdown drive, and the other one gets blocked because of bad special teams play, it's not a great... It's not a great look for the Titans, and it killed them. It really did on this game. Yeah, yeah, they weren't they weren't as good. They deserved to lose. Yeah, I think so many so many teams sort of disregard special teams, but games are won and lost on special teams. Yeah, I mean Phil Rivers is a man who's well versed in how <laughs> bad special teams can kill your season. Um, yeah. So yeah, shall we move on? Absolutely. Where do you want to go? Uh, let's let's just do it in order, shall we? We've got a, we've got a structured order over here. Okay. Browns Texans is first. Uh, the Browns are going to win, unless they Browns themselves. But I can't see it happening. I don't think that the Texans are defensively at all there. I I, re- I was reading something about Deshaun Watson the other day. Did you know he's the only quarterback in NFL history? Who's lost? Is have they lost seven of eight? Uh, they, they've lost like they've. I think they've won one game, haven't they? Yeah. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to have played eight games, won only one, and averaged a QBR of above one hundred. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah. we we sort of knew that this would happen though with the Texans when they sort of traded away their main piece on the offense for David Johnson. <laughs> yeah, this is a trade that has aged. What was the expression? Like a glass of milk on the surface of the sun. Um, I mean, it was a bad trade within minutes. It is a <laughs> trade right now. Yeah. It's a good job that they fired the guy who made that trade. What is Bill O'Brien doing right now? I made, I made the prediction, didn't I, that he'd sort of crop up with the Lions. I think that's looking increasingly like... Mm-hmm. I mean, probably like sitting in a paddling pool with like a beer and a hot dog. Listening to Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that does actually sound a little bit like a slice of heaven. <laughs> Sitting in a paddling pool with Jeff Fisher and Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Jimmy Buffett and drinking beer and eating hot dogs. And That's what I'm haunting look into Tom's psyche. <laughs> oh, it's my psyche when I've become stressed. And just any form of relaxation seems like heaven, even if it is with two of the blandest people on the planet. If anything, that's like the best people to relax with. Oh, maybe actually. Because you don't want people that are too fun, because that'll take away from the main aim. But if you want to pound some brewskis and pound some links, then (laughs) Bill (laughs) O'Brien's Oh, God. Speaking my language now. Um, anyone have anything to say about the Browns? Austin Hooper's apparently back after appendicitis, and then what? What was it that he had alongside appendicitis? Like, did something go wrong with his surgery or some shit? I'm not. I don't think anything went wrong. I'm not. I'm not heard anything went wrong with the surgery. I know that because he's had appendicitis, he's got a massive fucking scar on his abdomen, so it probably wasn't safe for him to play. Mm. But I don't know. Sam's disappeared. He has. He's, he's disappeared. All is well. Yeah. Fear not. Um, it might be wisdom as to just notify us before you sort of vanish. I needed to. I needed to reply to a text. It's all right. Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't notify people before he vanishes most of the time. So I am the Odell Beckham Jr. of this podcast. Yeah, that... maybe. Do you know? I think. I've got a quick question for you, speaking... I mean, it is Browns-related, but... Is okay, Odell Beckham Jr. even a top-10 wide receiver to you guys? Because he's, he's still hyped up as such, but, like, outside of a catch that didn't count, and then, like, 
a few players that we see other wide receivers. Like he, he just seems like a slightly more hyped up, slightly more divery, ever so slightly better Will Fuller. I, I'd disagree with that. I think, I think he's still. I mean, I don't know how much of you know his waxing and waning performance is down to him, or if it's just you know outside factors. But like, I think he like obviously still has that uh, capacity to you know make big plays and perform at that level and you know really change games. But you know why he hasn't been able to uh, to do that consistently? I don't know. I would agree with Sam. I think that he has all the potential to be an incredible player, but far, mm. far too often he is absent. Mm. Yeah. And also, like, if he is, you know, when his performance is that inconsistent, is it worth him being, like, a pissy little shit and, you know, the effect that can have on a, a locker room? See, maybe that's why I think, like... For all of the potential that he has, like, the way that he goes missing and the way that he bitches and whines about, like, everything else that goes on in his organizations, it's, it's just like, I know for a fact that from a top 10 wide receiver standpoint, they are like the 10 guys that you want on your team. They are, like, driven. They're going to make plays. They're like red zone threats or they're deep threats or they're guys that you can trust with the ball. I don't, see any of that really with Odell Beckham Jr which is I still think he has that sort of like game breaking athleticism like there's no, yeah, no question he's one of the best like sort of deep pass catchers there's no question he can get himself open downfield but I don't I don't think he's particularly well suited to the Browns mm. what team would you put him on to team. to maximize performance um, a deep shot offense. <laughs> Probably the Bucks. Mm. I mean, you'd have to get rid of one of their already substantial wide receiving core, but yeah, the Bucks. Maybe the Falcons. Yeah. Falcons, yeah. But yeah. Imagine it. To be fair, if you imagine like a wide receiver duo of Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr., you've basically got like. 2015, like, NFL YouTubers, like, wet dream right there. He's <laughs> <laughs> not I mean, got yeah. to talk about anymore, has he? 2015 NFL YouTuber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're like, does anyone remember Ryan Mallet, guys? <laughs> Today I'm playing Madden for the 900th time. Here's the scenario where we make every quarterback... Uh, one raided or some shit. I don't fucking. I don't know what 2015 Madden YouTubers are doing anymore. They're all probably okay. washed up. Next game: Lions Washington. Go on, Ed, sell mm-hmm. me on it. What you want me? You want me to tell you why this game is interesting? Yes. Okay, it's not a Renaissance painting. It's a clusterfuck in like the best possible way. These are two teams that one of them has an incredible head coach and one of them has an abysmal head coach, but Detroit have all the talent there. They just can never put it together. And Washington are bereft of talent, but they're playing for their guy. Yeah, I could see that. Um... I mean, if not, if nothing else, they're they're more or less equally bad. So it will it will at least look like a, a contest on the field. That might that might genuinely be the the selling point for the game. This game will be so bad that it might be fun. Yeah. Okay, I like that. When's Golladay back? Big Ken. I don't know because he is um, perennially injured this season. Again, another one of my fantasy guys that is just... I know we've all been suffering this year, but I have not... <laughs> what? This has been a tough year for everyone, you know. We've all we've all lost our freedoms. We've all lost people that we care about. Um, but if everyone could just acknowledge 
the failure of my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. To be fair, I've cycled through. I've cycled through a, se- a, a league high eight wide receivers that have all gone to IR this season. <laughs> yeah. you sure you want to play that game with me and, and you had the temerity to to mock my retention of Alan Lazard <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your two catches for 13 yards next week he is gonna absolutely rip shit up in week 11 okay um, do you want to put some sort of bet on that before we move on is there anything you'd like to wager? I'm sorry, I just ate a, a delicious coconut chocolate, and now there's coconut stuck in my throat. Yeah. Okay. See, this is why no. you don't want it to be like kind of flaky and horrible, like we argued well, it's against. It's so goddamn Mandy's. delicious. With uh, with regards to a bet, why don't you both bet like whoever loses? Um, say Alan Lazard under or over 50 yards Ed I presume you're going under I'll go under Sam are you taking the over are we Are we saying just in his first game back or this season you said week 11 you did say week <laughs> 11 yeah, yeah okay. in his first game uh, back why not what do, you, <laughs> what do you suggest we wager I was going to suggest whoever loses the bet has to edit and do like an actual proper edit not like okay yeah because i mean i would i could probably edit anyway shut your mouth no but like what i was gonna suggest is that we just do like our sort of now half-arsed editing because none of us can actually be asked to find the time to do it well i say be asked to together well yeah, I think it works all right, but no. like a proper, full blown, like balls to the wall, spend like fifteen hours on it, edit. That's what I mean. Like, what 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 is expected of that kind of time? Basically, like trimming all of the dead space, but still <clears throat> making it sound plausible. Finding um... little voice clips or audio clips. We'll make it into a bit of a fucking like nightmare to edit as well by like asking for audio clips to get inserted. I've never, I've never edited one single podcast, so I feel like this might be a, a shooting ourselves in the foot kind of situation. Can't I just do something humiliating? You've got to make sure Lazard doesn't win. Go over there yourself and nobble him if you have to. <laughs> I could never do that, and you know that. <laughs> I could never. I was I was trying to think of a way that I could describe him as a butterfly or a caterpillar about to blossom. You're not going to find any of those analogies out of Alan Lazard. Yeah. Why are you so fucking low on Alan Lazard? I'm not low on him. I'm Why just. Why are you high on Alan Lazard? He's I'm hyping the the band. He's here. he's incredibly athletic. He's a. I think he's a very good piece in the Green Bay offense. His last name sounds like Lizard. <laughs> I don't <you> marry him. <laughs> if I could marry Alan Lazard right now, I would. <laughs> uh, shall we move on? Yes. Panthers Buccaneers. Christian McCaffrey's out again. Shows up for one week and then disappears again. And Emma is furious. I presume she is fuming. Yeah, she's not. You know what? I don't think they need him. I think I want to see a, well, not, I mean, obviously, you know, in the long term, I think, you know, everyone needs a Christian McCaffrey, but I think if they're as aggressive, yeah, like taking risks, fucking kicking onside kicks with 10 minutes left in the game, like if they bring that level of vim to, to every game, I think they'd be in with a shot and against a, a books team that, I mean, you know, everyone gets off games, but they have not looked good recently. They almost lost <laughs> the game and they got yeah. their asses Absolutely stonked. I'm going to defend the Buccaneers for a quick second here because I think it's 
it is hard to sort of not want to write off a team for playing poorly against the Saints, but like what about when, playing poorly against the Giants? Well, the like that could have easily been a trap game. Like those sorts of situations do happen, and divisional games as well. In terms of the Saints game, throw things off the course. I think the Buccaneers write the ship again this week. Uh, I think I think the Buccaneers win, but I I also think there are serious serious problems there, especially in the complete like not not particularly offensively. I mean Brady had a bad day. Brady, you know, it's fine. It, it happens. Play big players have bad days. Brady wasn't the reason they lost. Oh, they sorry. Brady wasn't the reason they played poorly against the Giants. No. But defensively, they've looked bad for a little while now, especially in that sort of um, that linebacking core, which we've sort of said, oh, this is one of the best sort of teams of linebackers. They suddenly look like they can't communicate. Yeah, I, communication things, though, I think after the amount of times that it got exploited against the Saints, I reckon that um, Bruce Arians and Kale will have, will have again giving him a bit of a kick up the backside. And I think when I said about writing the ship, I, I don't just mean like, oh, they'll scrape a win. I do think that the Buccaneers will win this one fairly convincingly. Um, good teams don't turn to shit overnight. And I don't think that one bad game is indicative of a team turning to shit. Okay, that's fair. I think it'll be a close game, but I do. I have picked the Bucks to edge it. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on? Let's do it. Giants, Rip. Eagles. Wherever the fuck Sam's gone. Yeah, uh, the, the latest game in the NFC least. Yeah, just, just scrap it. Just scrap it all. I, 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 I. <sighs> do you reckon they should be allowed a new trade deadline where they can just trade all their talent out for the benefit of their careers? <laughs> what like the fucking resurrection <laughs> like, deadline oh we fucked it let's just as a division we fucked it let's just give everyone else our best players yeah yeah no fuck it I I agree Um, Sam looks like he's like chowing down ready to talk about Daniel Jones being sorry I had to I had to pound a slice of bread because the coconut was still in my throat <clears throat> I mean, for the uh, listeners who didn't see that, it looked like Sam was just like, I don't know, eating like a section of plywood. It was causing him that much difficulty. Um, I do, it's hearty bread. Sorry, I don't buy fucking 20p shite from like Tesco value section. No, that's harder to swallow than like the good stuff, Sam. Yeah, I'm, absolutely I'm, not. What do you mean? The twenty the twenty P bread is, is awful. I bought it once and it was like, oh god. I'm notoriously bougie with my bread anyway, so sourdough or nothing in this household. I thought that the sourdough thing was because like dietary requirements. Yeah, dietary requirements are oh, if me and Emma had a rat it would be called dietary requirements. Yeah. Sam, I, I do like your your uh, consistent slippage and consistent beverage holding. By the way, it's it's. I'm enjoying a key lime lager. There you go. So it's not an IPA. It's not like an ale. That's a, like a lager with some lime in it. Uh, lager and lime's like quite a nice thing yeah. to be honest. It's a very. It's quite a hoppy lager. Ah, tiny lager. Like, a, a hoppier, a hoppier mm. beer. Um, um, Giants Eagles, Sam, give us your thoughts. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is regressing to a point where I don't know where the Eagles just can't really make up for it anymore. And obviously, you know, they're one of the most, you know, injury ridden teams in the NFL, but. I really think coming off a win, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna take them by surprise. I mean, we'd still that's only be second in the division, and that's counting on Washington losing. 
it's it genuinely it disgusts me the fact that <laughs> you are second in your division and could overtake and you are literally on two wins and oh, you, you know, if you if you beat the eagles and the washington football team lose you go top of the nfc east wouldn't we still oh no because they'd still just be two wins and one draw yeah that is why it disgusts oh me we are in week 10 and there is a team with two wins that could still get the playoffs if this game <laughs> ends as a tie the eagles are two eight and two or two six and two <laughs> and it's awful as a fan of an nfc team that is like we had a really poor start but we're suddenly surging to feel like we might miss out on a playoff spot because you know one of the nfc east teams has to have a spot if that if that does happen if we're eighth (laughs) (laughs) and like i don't know dallas managed to like scrabble over the line well with the way that it's looking it could be both the vikings and the bears that miss out in favor Uh, how would this be a world right where say if if all of the nfc west and or say two of the nfc west gets a wild card and then like whoever doesn't win the uh, nfc south between the saints and bucks and the vikings and bears both miss out because the three and 14 or three and thirteen giants take a fucking <laughs> NFC East divisional lead into the playoffs. How disgraceful would that be? Football I mean, as we I know it would come podcast. to an end. Listen, we can't all, you know, come into this podcast with good teams to cheer for. No, but usually our teams that are shit get punished for their hubris. In the <laughs> NFC East, the entire division is hubris. It's a dog eat dog world. You take what you can get. No, no dog has successfully in any other dog in the NFC East. They're all just sort of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> no dogs being no. That was the like perfect point. <laughs> that was the perfect noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. I cannot describe the amount of pleasure that it would bring me. If the Giants got a playoff spot, but not the Vikings or Bears, <laughs> it would. I I just can't. Just as as, if I, as long as you not see your little face, circumstances that would be fine with me. <laughs> I want Dalvin Cook to have like a. a what? How many yards is Dalvin on rushing now? Oh shit, ton. I um, think he's leading the league. I think he's on like, isn't he on seven hundred or so? Also, yeah, I want, I mean, he's rushed for like four hundred yards over the past two games. So, I want Dalvin Cook to have a two thousand yard season, and for him to have to stay home and watch Daniel Jones walk onto a football field to play a playoff game. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Like, we laugh. But that would be that would that would be an example of the sport having failed. Like that would be a failure of well potentially of life as we know it. Yeah, I'd be I'd be I'd be sending a, doing a letter writing campaign to Rog Goodell. Can we move on? Because like, otherwise, I'm about like to, to get very everyone. depressed. Yeah, let's. That go. if Dalvin Cook wasn't on the Vikings, then they'd be the same as so many other terribly mediocre teams in this league. So let's move on. Yep. Uh, Packers-Jags. I don't have anything to say about this except that the Packers are going to win. The Jags are complete horseshit. Jake Luton might be okay, but against yeah. a proper defense, he might just fuck up. I No, yeah. No. I mean, yeah, the Texans' defense isn't really a defense. I think the, the Luton airport is still sort of under construction for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm not big on the Texans' defense anyway. Um, but the Packers defense might have something to say about it. They'll probably have a lot more to say about it than whatever Romeo Cronell usually throws out there for the Texans. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows 
next to a clothing rail in a spare room, while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. Um, are we moving on just swiftly? Yeah. Yes. Cardinals but Bills. There's no more to say. Yeah, Cardinals Bills, which is a game that actually has some things to do. Fun as shit. Yes, it this is. is. Yeah, this is pure excitement. Josh Allen versus Kyler Murray. Yeah, isn't it something like Kyler Murray is better in every stat than Lamar Jackson's MVP year? I think he's I'm... rushed for more years, uh, more yards, thrown for better, uh, more yards, has more touchdowns and a better rating. So I think he's thrown for two thousand yards and rushed for five hundred. I think that was the no no one had done that in the first half of the year. Yeah, so I think that's what that's insane. But also, I mean, the, there was a key stat where Lamar was beating Kyler, and it, that wins. I mean, yeah, Cardinals have managed to sort of. <laughs> I feel like every week on this goddamn podcast, someone's like, "Oh yeah, quarterbacks performing pretty great," but um, winning's the most important stat of all. It was. It was me last week. I, I know for a fact I know, that it was because I, I, I said about how Tua Tungavailoa had leveled Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert in a quarter of many games. Exactly. So that demonstrates how useless that stat is. Like a quarterback can be great and propel their team to wins, but if then if the rest of the the organization is crumbling around them, then they can only do so much. And that's that's what Deshaun Watson is doing. But we we're still able to acknowledge Deshaun Watson as being an incredible player, but he's not the MVP isn't just for individual talent it's like it's a narrative thing as well it's uh mm. taking that team and propelling them to victories because i mean by that same argument we could say that oh Tua could retire now have a win loss of 100 percent, and no one will ever beat that but it doesn't mean he's going to yeah but at the same at the same sort of marker there is still nothing funnier as a quarterback wins a uh, record than eli manning having exactly 500 <laughs> it's yeah. a perfect it's a perfect representation of him as a player yep. um, <laughs> from the Bills side of the ball they actually they played pretty well against the Seahawks uh, offense last week uh, in, in an area of the game that they've sort of struggled this year the defense actually came to play and uh, will they have the same sort of firepower against this Cardinals team do you know I, I already messaged you guys about it but for the listeners um we usually talk about like dual sport players over in, in the NFL, like guys that could have played basketball or baseball, but chose to go into football, uh, or opposite ways. But Tredavious White apparently could have become a pro NHL goaltender, uh, out of high school, but chose to stick around and play football instead. So, I mean, I'm glad about it because I don't really care too much about hockey, but like, good on you, Tredavious. Mm-hmm. Power to you. Yeah. I mean, Tredavious White is the best cornerback in the NFL right now, in my opinion. I think, I actually, I disagree with you based off of this season. I think Marlon Humphreys is making a very big shout for That's best fair. cornerback. That's... I think he's been incredible, but there's no denying that Tredavious White is up oh. there. Yeah. <laughs> um,. The, I mean, the Bears, not the Bears, sorry, the Bills forced four turnovers of Russell Wilson last week. So if they do the same thing to Kyler Murray, then, you know, it, it's a win. But then by that same token, 
Kyler Murray is actually a very, even though they run that spread offense, he's very, very careful with the ball, doesn't commit many turnovers. It's one of the sort of key things about Kyler Murray. Um, well, to be fair, neither does I've, Russell Wilson, I think, has like a very good interceptions record as well. So it, if the Bills can force the turnovers again, then yeah, I think it'll be a little bit trickier though, because there's that threat of the ground game with Kyler Murray. That's, that's the thing. I mean, if, the other thing to say is, did you see, it was an outrageous stat, the Bills blitzed on something like 60 or 70% mm. of snaps against the Card- against the Seahawks. They can't do that against the Cardinals because no. they will shred them in the pass game. So, who knows? I mean, I've picked the Cardinals for this. Just It'll be one of the games that I watch the most intensely just because I like both of the way these teams play. And also, we haven't mentioned the Bills' offense yet, but I'd just like to say, I think Diggs is leading the league at the moment in terms of receptions, isn't he, in terms of receiving yards? Yeah, I think he is, yeah. Um, so, Well done. Well done, Buffalo, for, for making that trade. Yeah. Um, just going to predictions, I've I've agreed with you. I think the Cardinals will just edge the Bills on this one, and, and Sam's gone Bills, but yeah, definitely a, yeah. a potential candidate for Game of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolphins Chargers, or sorry, should I say Dolphins Chargers? Another potential game of the week. Yeah, we get we get a like actual rookie showdown this week. Tua Tungavailoa faces off with Justin Herbert. Oh. Justin Herbert is possibly the most exciting pocket passer I've seen enter the NFL for quite some time. I really hope that they fucking sort it out. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? Because they've been all all this off season. You were hearing, oh, the Chargers have got rid of Philip Rivers. They're they're taking a new direction, and then dare I say it, they've got a more mobile Philip Rivers. Oh yeah, well, it's it's not hard <laughs> to be more mobile than Philip Rivers, but they've definitely got the passing ability. Is there? But what, what I mean is, Sam, you're giving me a look. But Phil Rivers is unaccountably the bravest QB in the NFL. Like he will stay in the pocket and take the hit every damn time, and that's what you get with Herbert. Like he is not afraid. What's that thing about bravery and stupidity? The I don't know. I know. I know the one that the Giants have, but um... <laughs> <laughs> swish. I just, I just don't like. I don't like Philip Rivers. I don't. I, I I certainly respect him as a professional. I feel like I respect him as a player far more than either of you. But like Tom, you you have to agree with me on this. There's there's no one who would stand in the pocket and take the hit the way Phil Rivers would. And Justin Herbert looks to have that same fortitude about him. Like you, Ed, you have to behind that Chargers O line as well. Definitely. Ed, do you know how you're talking about how Phil Rivers? <laughs> will always stand in the pocket and, like, take the hit. Yeah. For a start... I know it's because he can't get out of the pocket. Yeah. One, it's because he can't go anywhere. (laughs) And two, you seem to have just forgotten, like, everything that made Big Ben what Big Ben has become. I think think we know what made Big Ben what Big Ben's become. I knew you were going to say this, but this is because you've just been proven wrong, and it's because you fucking... (laughs) Big Ben does what Phil Rivers does, but better. Well, I thought you might mention that, but I don't think he does it better, but I think he does it well. So, it again, still undermines what you've just said about nobody taking the hits quite like how Phil Rivers does. And also, the reason why Phil Rivers took as many hits as he did is because he was getting sacked all the time. I mean, you say that, but isn't Big Ben... Who is it? Is it Big Ben that's about to break the all-time most sacked player no, because Aaron Rodgers has had more sacks than him. No, no, he hasn't. I swear it's Big Ben. I no, swear Big Ben. Aaron Rodgers, I think, has been sacked like just shy of 500 times. I don't think that Ben's been quite anywhere near that because Ben usually has like a good O-line. I don't think that Ben takes anywhere near as many sacks. I don't know. Ben, ben wanders into pressure. <laughs> and then usually... Fights like again. We're just we're getting off topic here. We're talking about Justin Herbert, but your argument when of... Roethlisberger wanders into pressure and then like makes a completion or like manages to keep hold of the ball instead of like throwing a dicey pass and making his like third interception of the game. Yeah, this is what we're sort of thinking here. But Je- Justin Herbert, 
<laughs> Justin Herbert is very, very good. Justin Just, Herbert is one of the most exciting rookie QBs that we've seen. I think uh, another thing that will help Justin Herbert um, start to rack up some wins this year, and, and well, I say Justin Herbert, there, there is also 52 other players on that team. Um, Austin Eckler is running again. He posted a video on his Instagram, and he is now running in straight lines, so maybe he'll be back in time for next week, which is good. Austin Eckler is a fun player to watch, and I think that giving... The Chargers a run game that they can sort of lean on when they are ahead because Herbert's thrown 400 yards and two touchdowns, I think, is a good thing for them. I so. would agree with that. I actually thought Eckler was out for the season, so it's good to see him. It's mm. good to hear that he's coming back. Yeah. That said, though, I do think the Dolphins are going to win this game. Yes, I agree. I think the Chargers are very good at bottling games and they keep losing in the most Charger way possible, whereas the Dolphins, they keep winning. And I think. At this point, like Justin Herbert is the better quarterback, but just but Tua Tungavailoa against the Cardinals last week showed that he can win games. The kid can play. The like, kid can play. So the other thing I'll say about that, sorry to interrupt, Tom, is the fine. Dolphins have taken some scalps this year. Mm, they have. Like if they beat the Seahawks, then they they've beaten every team in the NFC West. Which would be quite the achievement. It it is uh, it is weird to think that the Dolphins, who like the Panthers, are still currently in an open rebuild. Um, the Dolphins are now like almost one game back against the, well, from potentially winning the AFC East. I I totally see it. Yeah, you can genuinely see it. I said to Sam in in an episode I think you missed Ed, um, where. The Bills have sort of made a bit of a name for themselves over the past, like, 25 years. Well, they'll sort of either start out well and regress eventually and bottle it, or they'll start out poorly and fight back. But either way, they'll miss the playoffs. And I think this this is setting up like a Bills end of the season. <laughs> what, where, like, Josh Allen gets injured next week and then we have, like... Five weeks of Matt Barkley. Yeah. And then, like, the Dolphins... I mean, even if Tua Tungavailoa goes down, they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick in there, so they've got a guy that's a backup that could easily be a starter for the Giants. Um, (laughs) All right, should we go Raiders-Broncos? Yes, I think we should, and I think that the Raiders are going to win it. Yes. Um, I concur. The Broncos showed against the Falcons that they have still got flashes of a good team and again Drew Locke sort of finishes the season as looking like he's got potential to be a a decent quarterback and I think in a couple years time he probably will be their starter still but they they just don't do enough for me right now the Broncos I think the Raiders are a good enough team to see them off but then again it's a divisional game I really don't see it with Drew Lock. I know that a lot of people say, "Oh, we really like this Drew Lock kid," and I think I think that he's good, but there's nothing, not one thing about Drew Lock wows me. I'm this strength. from a man who adores Philip Rivers and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> oh, his little face! He looks so miserable. Why did you, Why did you have to do that, Sam? Because <laughs> he likes miserable players. <laughs> oh, he does. Um, what were you saying about Drew Lock? Sorry, before we rudely interrupted. <laughs> no, I, I was just sort of saying that like he's fine, but like he reminds me of one of those players that is going to be on that sort of like the bubble, you know, when they put when he comes to the end of his first contract. I think he's got one. He's going to be one of those players where Denver are a bit like, oh, do we renew his contract or do we get someone new? I don't know. Well, a little bit like the Marcus Mariota, Mariota, Trubisky, Jameis, like all of these players that are, they certainly flash, but they don't do it consistently enough. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think that that's a pretty reasonable take. I think uh, the, from the Raiders' side of the ball, the 
they got away with it against the Chargers because they were playing the Chargers and they won in the most we're playing the Chargers way possible. I think <laughs> at some point the AFC West will come good as a as a bit of a slugger in the AFC because like you've got the Raiders, you've got the Chiefs. They're both obviously crushing it, especially the Chiefs. Um, but the Broncos and Chargers have both got potential to carve out like winning seasons. We may see the AFC West go the way of the NFC West, but yeah, it, it's not happened this year, but maybe next year. There could certainly be juggernauts in that year, in that league for five years. Like the Chiefs especially are mm. the best team in football right now. I'm sorry to say it, Tom, even though you're, you know, even though you're right now. The power rankings that, well, I was going to basically create them and then I got through like three names and I sort of ran out of time, but I did put the Chiefs <laughs> top out of the three names that I put in there. I do has, agree the Chiefs are the best else, team in football. Has anyone else completed their their power rankings? No. Not yet. We'll we'll, we'll discuss it another week. We'll, we'll get the class. There you go. Look at him. The man with uh, the least amount to do. Now shall we shall we play a sort of a, a, a game between a sheep and a bird that doesn't exist? A sure. Bring that flavour to me. Fuck yeah. out of here. Oh, I'm talking to Tom. It's okay. Alright. Give me an old twiddle of the dis- dastardly moustache. Um, yeah, I'm happy to go over to Ram Seahawks. I think it's a game between yes. a team that's fun but sometimes doesn't win versus a team that isn't fun but sometimes does win. <laughs> I I saw an incredible stat, and I, I imagine, Tom, that you saw this as well. Did you know that the, the Seahawks are primed to concede more than... If they carry on at this pace, they're going to concede more than 5,500 pass yards this season. That doesn't surprise me. They, they don't have a defence. The, the the last team to even get close to that was the 2011 pa- Packers who got four and a half thousand. Ridiculous. That's a thousand more. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be fair, like they're not going to give up that many pass yards here because it's Jared Goff. No, 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 no. If there's one thing Jared Goff can do, it's 20-yard completions over the middle to Cooper Cup. Oh, no, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, they might give up a lot then. I've gone Seahawks because I think that if you match in quarterback talent v quarterback talent, I'm taking the Seahawks literally nine million times. <laughs> in a row. I, I've taken the Rams, but I I feel a little bit of a bastard taking the Rams because I I sort of I was like oh I'll take the Rams and then I realised why I was taking the Rams. And it's because I didn't, I don't, I want Russ Wilson to regress to the mean so Dalvin can be the MVP. <laughs> he's not going to be the MVP. If Russell yeah, Wilson not. doesn't get it, it's Patrick Mahomes that does. Dalvin Cook isn't getting an MVP. I'm sorry. We have Steve Steelers Bengals. The rookie versus Bengals. the rapist. Who is going to win? You know when I said that we wanted to get through these like slightly <laughs> quicker and then you start out with, with the 900th rape joke of the episode? Oh, dear. It's like, I, I we must be somewhere around 14,000 by this point. We've had more rape jokes than Kirk Cousins has thrown passes, that's for sure. Mm, probably not, but I reckon it's close. Um... I oh, sorry. Shall I say? Shall I say instead of thrown passes? Shall I say thrown completions? Because we we've definitely made more than four. My feelings. Um, I mean, at least the completions that Kirk Cousins has made are with consenting adults. It sounds like we've just all gone silent, but all of us have just fucking died. And, like, none of us can breathe right now. So if you're wondering where okay. we've gone, oh. we are still here. Okay. I'm making light of the um, situation. It's very I, think, 
I think Joey Burrow is going to pass it straight over the head of the Steelers' defense. I think it's going to come down to the wire, but the you know the the offense can the offense can just kind of not turn up sometimes, and I think. After last week, well, maybe last week's game was kind of the kick up the arse that they needed. But I, I think this is going to be a humbling experience for the Pittsburgh See, I've I've gone down the opposite tack. I think that last week was that very much that kick up the arse that they needed. And I think they're going to like a red rag to a ball. Yeah, they're going to absolutely steamroll the Bengals, in my opinion. I <sighs> I don't I don't know whether or not we'll steamroll them, but I think. <laughs> The Bengals, when they when they beat the Titans, um, got a lot of hype, obviously, rightfully so, because Joe Burrow played very well in that game. But it's also important to mo- mention that the Bengals were on bye last week and haven't played a game since the Titans, so we've not been able to see what they're like when we play. Well, since when they've played a team that actually generates even a midicum of pressure, because the Titans we know don't generate nothing. And then they're going into Pittsburgh and the Steelers lead the league. I'm going to keep mentioning it. They lead the league in sacks, lead the league in QB pressures, lead the league in QB hits. And the Bengals are still missing three out of the 5-0 linemen that they'd usually start. I think Joe Burrow will still look good, but I think that this is going to be a week where the Steelers' D-line on like the second longest streak of sacks in NFL history are gonna gonna have a few, to say the least. And I think it's not gonna be like something that rocks Joe Burrow like long term. I don't think that anything really can. I think he's got the right level of amount of swagger that you need to be an NFL quarterback. But we've mentioned it about how they they are in the most sort of QB pressure heavy, pass rusher heavy league, and they don't have an O line that can defend it. And I just think that this is going to be another week where the Steelers are going to have that. Okay. And they, I yeah. respect your opinion. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think I like as I I totally agree with you. I think they're going to win. Yeah. Okay. Um, Onward. Saints Forty ers I think the Saints are going to win. Yes. Hot dog, they looked good last week. Yeah. Hot they dog. get Michael Thomas back, I think, this week. <laughs> Plenty of time for him to punch someone, Sam, uh, Tom. <laughs> that joke does not get old. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, fine. As, lo- as, long as, as long as the 49ers can defend with within 20 yards, I think that it's theirs for the take-in, to be perfectly honest with you. But I, un- I understand... I, I think that I picked against the Saints because I don't like the Saints rather than any actual reason. I think, yeah, if you're sort of having Jermichael... If you're going to have Jermichael Hasty as your first string running back, I think you're in serious trouble as a as a team. If anyone can if anyone can get Jermichael Hasty a couple of hundred yard games, it's Carl Shanahan. But yeah, I get, I get your point. Yeah. I just... I don't, th- I don't believe that the 49ers have got enough. Um, I think the Saints will be buoyed. That's fair. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Let's, we're rocking through these. Ravens at Patriots. So I think this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. And I think this is where the Saints kind of... Not the Saints. The Ravens. The Ravens. <laughs> I think this is where they bounce back. Well, they've not looked really all that good in the, in the past yeah. sort of three, four, maybe even five games. They've definitely not been anywhere near the level that they were last season. But they are still finding ways to win games. Their defense is still fantastic. And I think that Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey will have a field day against Cam Newton. Um, I know that Bill Bellin... Which one of them is going to be marking Gunnar Olszewski? I mean... Exactly. Patrick Queen is going to get home on a lot of plays. I think the Ravens are going to steamroll the Patriots. Um, there's not really much that you can do against that Ravens defense when you have a full strength offense. It's, it's really weird to think about like the Ravens as being a defense heavy team, but the way that their offense has played this year, I wouldn't put the offense as like a, 
that's going to be the thing that wins them the games. I think it's the defensive resilience that's been winning them these matches. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy to agree with that. I have, for the purpose of the picks, picked the Patriots because I think if there's any, again, I keep saying this, I don't, I don't think Belichick is going to lose. What what would it be now? Five games on the bounce. Mm, I suppose they yeah. wouldn't suggest they. Yeah, but, but um, that didn't count. No, that's a bye week. Um, yeah, I, the the Ravens are probably going to win, but you know, why not pick the Patriots? I mean, if it if it means I win this week, I'm happy. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna quickly go to the toilet because I am like desperate. Okay. Are you okay to? start your analysis of Vikings Bears I can start my analysis of Vikings Bears go for it my good man I mean to be fair to be fair it's being played on a you've gone um hi everyone uh it's just me oh Sam's back that's good I'm back when when Tom's back I'm going to go again so I can feed the cat. <laughs> All right, so Bears-Vikings. Um, um, the Bears have shown me n- nothing over the past few weeks that if the Vikings continue performing as they are, that, you know, I really don't think they'll be able to do enough offensively to keep up with that. I, I, I do think that Dalvin has, certainly this season, has catapulted himself straight to being the best running back in the NFL. Like, I don't even think at the moment it's particularly close. I think if the Bears can slow him down, because you can't stop him, but if you can slow him down, then maybe. But with that yeah. offense, unless, unless they've simplified the playbook, that offense will go absolutely nowhere. I'm going to talk about the Bears there because there is so much wasted energy and talent on that Bears offense that it's going to be if they're not if they're not already planning changes, then they're behind the eight ball in my opinion because they're they're a talented side and they shouldn't be so bereft of points. Mm. I don't know whether or not you've already mentioned this, but I think that the Bears' run defense has shown that they can hold like top-tier running backs to basically nothing. Um, I think that that's going to be a big matchup, but I do think that the Vikings are going to have enough to win this one purely because of the complete misfiring on offense from the Bears. Um yeah. That's sort of what I was just saying to Sam. Really, there's, there's. I think that if the Bears simplify their playbook, I think they have a chance. But the other thing I would just say is, I have been, I've been a Vikings fan for five, six years, and well done for covering your mouth there, Tom. Um, I've been, a, I've been a Vikings fan for a long time, and it's, the last couple of weeks is the first time where I can honestly say the Vikings are like and played well in back-to-back weeks. Mm. If they can play well again, then we are... I think we might be starting to look at one of the franchise's strengths. You know, now they've sort of found their guys on the line. And certainly, they run block very, very well. I mean, they've been doing that for a long time. But their pass blocking for Kirk was very good. Like, he didn't see much pressure at all from the Lions last week. And it's sort of... um, Mm. I, I... I'm reasonably confident in the win... But then I would also say that the Vikings have never lost to the, sorry, never beaten the Bears during the Matt Nagy era, even when they started Chase Daniel against us. So, you know. Yeah, bit bit hit and miss. Um, I don't know whether or not Emma wants to insert an, a, a clip, send us a clip or something. I can go and I can go and just grab her very briefly and see if she wants to talk. But then I, I suppose we'll be doing a podcast recording on Tuesday, so we'll get a. I'll make sure Emma's there for that. We'll get a full debrief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, these these preview shows are a little bit more lighthearted. It's why it's only taken us like forty eight minutes or whatever. I, it says one hour thirteen, but at least twenty five minutes of that is just like dead space. Just us talking about crabs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just all that preamble. Um, 
and I guess this is the end of the games. Let us know on Twitter whether or not you think your team will win. And you can also tweet me consistently over on at StiffLitPod. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, our Facebook is obviously just Stiff Upper Lip Podcast. Our Instagram is at Stiff Upper Lip One. And cl- closing remark from Crustacean Justice Sam Sam Whiffen, uh, Sam Longdon. Fuck, I've done it again. Uh, are you are you projecting? Is there a friend that you'd rather have here? No, no, no. It's 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 because I also talk NFL with my manager. I was about so, to say that's his boss. Yeah. <laughs> could you in in a one out of ten rating, could you compare them both? In a one out of ten wait. Wait, in a one to ten. In a one to ten. Yes. Well he's a Patriots fan, so he knows success, so Ooh. I wouldn't say no, that you're anything. Yeah, you're probably not that similar. So So what you're saying is I'm bet. No. What you say is we should have probably ended this podcast like a minute and a half ago. Yeah. Um thanks for thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, I would also like to say another special thank you to the guests that we've had on recently. Mm. Uh, ben and Max, they've both been incredible. Um I suppose what I would like to say is we we don't get out much as a four. <laughs> um and we are in sort of our own <laughs> echo chamber of opinions at this point. If you want to be on the Stiff Upper Lip podcast, if you feel like you have something to say, please contact Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that at, uh, on Facebook. Oh, and his name is uh, Sam Longdon. Um, you can you can find him at his workplace, which is Chapel House Vets in Chesterfield. <laughs> Don't no 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 because now he's going to have to cut this out. <laughs> And I'm going to have to teach him how to cut this out. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. I've got to go now because I've got to make some bangers and mash, but it has been... Oh, really classic. Ah, big class. Yeah, right. also, um, you know we get this sort of like, this veg box delivered of like fresh veg and all that sort of thing. Yeah. They brought us some, um, the first crop of Brussels sprouts of the year. So I'm going to like halve some sprouts, oh. chop some leeks, oh. get that fried. Sounds lovely. Top 10 vegetables. Oh, Absolutely. Hundred percent. All right. Well, I love the pair of the pants off you. See you later, Ed. See you later, boys. Later, big dog. And then there were two. And then there was the drop kick machine.